Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Mickey broke the record at Camp Benny's on oysters, about however many you can eat. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 40 years, and along with winning numerous national and local tournaments, Captain Mickey was recently inducted into the Saltwater Legends Hall of Fame. Now, the reason I broke the record is I don't think I had enough money in my pocket to pay for all of them. Because if you break the record, everybody with you eats free. Now here's your host, Captain Mickey. Good morning. Welcome to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Sunday morning. I'm Captain Mickey, and producing the Outdoor Show this morning is Jake. Our sponsors today, the Belleville Meat Market, Boyd's One Stop, and Mainstream Marketing. Weather Galveston. Right now, 49 down on the island. Feels like 45. Uh, sunny skies today with a high of 57. North-northwest winds 10 to 20. And then for tonight, clear skies again with a low of 48. North-northwest winds at 5 to 10. And tomorrow, mainly sunny again, high 57, winds light and variable. Man, tomorrow looks really nice, really nice. All right, looking at tides for today. These are Galveston Channel Tide predictions, and we've got four of them. We're sitting on a high right now. Our next tide is a low at 11.26 a.m. It's a negative 0.4, and we have a high at 7.25 p.m. and 0.8, and then a low just before midnight at 11.57 it's an 0.6. Sunrise, 7.10 a.m. Sunset, 5.54 p.m. And our moon phase, 96%. We're finally off of that uh, three-day moon. Three full nights of, uh, I say day, three-night moon, full moons. So here we go. We're on the backside of it. Current conditions right now. Looking at the Galveston Channel, it's 49 degrees down there with 58-degree water. West-northwest, it's 7 to 10 and at Eagle Point, it's 48 degrees with 55-degree water, northwest at 3 to 7. And at Morgan's Point, it is 47 degrees, 56-degree water, northwest at 3. That pretty much covers it. Not a lot of wind yet. They're saying 10 to 20, and then light and bearable tomorrow. Definitely doable. No problem with that. All right, well, let's head over to the Tri-Bay area and check in with the Hammer, Captain Glenn Hammond, this morning. Check his pulse. Hammer, what's up? Hey, good morning, sir. How you doing, Captain Mickey? Oh, I couldn't be better, man. It's Sunday. Hey, we finally, that front, front that blew through, cleared the fog out. We had a few yeah, really foggy, really foggy days down here. I know. So, um, just uh, trying to get through this winter. You know, it doesn't look bad in the future. Uh, looking looking ahead a week or so uh, with, a, with the weather, I don't see any any 30s you know what i mean so uh, it looks like uh we might i don't know groundhog day is coming up isn't it uh, february 2nd yep it's coming up and um now get me right if he sees it it's good weather if he don't see it it's bad weather or is no it if he bike? doesn't see a shadow i think it's just the opposite i think if he okay. sees a shadow it's six more weeks of winter and if he doesn't see it it's probably still six more weeks of winter. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. yeah. We're predicting last weather with a rat, us, man, you know. Last year they said the same thing, but we got six more weeks of bad weather. I can guarantee that. Yeah, we that. did. Hey, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's a great day, though. It you is. Know, hold the old rat up and, you know, it's something, something good. 
at least something we, positive uh, in our life gives us some kind of hope, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah, some kind. Oh, God. We, we were talking about all that fresh water coming down, all of our tributaries and all of our rivers headed down to the coast. You know, you was asking me about the, the shape of the water and how fresh it was and this and that. Well, after I got off the phone with you on Friday uh, sometime that morning, we headed out to Brazoria. And uh, we got to check out the San Bernard, and man, the Brazos mm-hmm. River was out of its banks. And that water was flowing, and there was trees floating down that thing, buddy. Oh, I mean, yeah. it, was, it, was a, uh, it was a sight. And when I, I crossed over it, I said, God, we just talked about that this morning. Man, I wish I would have known this. I mean, it, it, we, you know, down here, we couldn't, couldn't feel the repercussions yet. I'm sure any day we're going to be getting the plenty of fresh water because what i seen and i mean we got all of it coming our way besides the brazos the san bernard oyster creek bastrop bio chocolate bio and if one of those rivers and creeks don't bring you some fresh water well i don't know I mean, we're just going to escape the bullet but uh, i'm not sure that's going to happen our water still are running low our tides are really really low uh, and just just can't get our water back. And of course, we had some northwest winds, and that that's just the opposite. That of didn't help. No, that didn't help at all. That that kept the water at bay. And uh, our little old towheads have been sticking out of the water for days. I mean, and since we've had a good a good bull tide, we hadn't one of the hadn't one of those in a few weeks. So or a couple of weeks anyway. Well, at least Livingston's, uh, it's trying to return to normal pool. Boy, they turn a lot of water loose, man, in the Trinity River. It's uh, looks like uh, Livingston's letting out about 53,000-plus cubic feet per second now, which is better than 88 is what it was. And uh, So here, here comes the Trinity River. Well, yeah, the, the river at uh, Liberty sometime today is going to crest at about 29 point ninety something which could put it the third or fourth largest crest ever holy uh, moly in in history i think the biggest one was uh was uh harvey in 2017 it crested at 3270 and in uh, 1994 we it crested at 31 feet and then in 1990 at 30 feet so this could be as uh as high of a crest as we had in uh, 2015 and 2018 when we had those big floods then, you know, it's uh, it's a good one. A lot of water, man. I mean, that's a lot of water. I've seen a lot of floods Boy, it is. that way and been through a lot of them, but this is, this is a major one. That's a lot of water coming down. One of my, one of my, uh, neighbors down here lives up, uh, near, not Tom ball, but, uh, montgomery or somewhere like that but they got he said they they got yeah 14 inches of rain and i was telling him we got got around five you know and maybe maybe a little more you know it's all i can register one of my little cups on my wind vane broke off you know you got three little cups on the top that spin around the spinner yeah yeah, i guess the birds Uh, yeah but you know what it takes a (laughs) It takes a pretty good win now to get it going, but it still works. <laughs> it just doesn't work on two to two to six miles an hour. If it, now take you one of them plastic walk. spoons on there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, believe me, I'm a MacGyver. MacGyver so rig it, man. I'm MacGyver rig it, buddy. If there's a way to do it, but uh, now it's we're getting 48 degree reading down here this morning with seven miles an hour. It, it's showing seven miles an hour yeah, out there. That's about right. That's about northwest. Where it is. Well, good deal, and uh, and uh, it just uh, the wind blew like heck yesterday. It's really chilly. Uh, let's see what else we got going on. Uh, shoot, Captain McGill. Oh yeah, uh, I was going to ask you about the new regulations on the yeah. trout. Is that going to go into effect March first, or what date in March? They're, they're, I've it? just heard March. You know, and then they're going to uh, have another meeting and uh, vote on uh, trout tag for twenty twenty five. One trout over thirty inches. As it is, yeah. as this law passes, as it goes in effect, we'll have it'll be a three trout limit per person, and you, and, and the slot's going to be between fifteen and twenty inches. And uh, if you do catch one thirty inches or bigger, you are you're able to retain that in your limit. You know, to make a three fish limit to, uh, you know, 
to get mounted or in case you catch state record or something like that. And that's, uh, that's where we're headed. So, well, bring it on, buddy. Whatever it takes to get it right and uh, keep our fisheries, um, you know, the with the population of fish that we have right now. I'm, I mean, personally, I think we have plenty. And I'm not a, I'm not a trophy fisherman. I'm not a giant fish fisherman. I'm just a fisherman, and uh, we try to put the put some fillets in the in the box yeah. for people, teach them about the environment and all that. There's so much more into it than just keeping tons and tons of fish. How many times, just think when it was 10 per person, how many fish you would come in in that box and you'd be fishing. Yes, your whole afternoon was cleaning fish. <laughs> you know what I mean? You'd have 30 yeah, or 40 trout. And 40 then they cut it back to. Take me <laughs> about 10 to, minutes to carve them babies up. Oh, I know. I know what I mean. I know what you mean. We get plenty of practice doing that. Yeah, but uh, it's. You know, uh, you know, and it depends on where you're fishing, too. You know, a lot of people think, oh, we got plenty of fish. Well, you know, they're going to the same place every time. They're going right. where they know that you got to look at the overall picture. You know, That's we got right. over 600 square miles of water in this bay system. And probably, uh, I would say, if I, if I just had to guess, I'd say uh, three-fourths of it is dead water where there's not any fish. I mean, we're just That's down right. to pods in certain areas that are holding these fish. And and then, you know, after everybody just keeps putting a, applying the pressure to them, going to the same place, going back to the till every time, it just dwindles sure them down. It makes a difference. And, yes, it does. You know, they know. They run these gill nets all over the bay system. I know a fact up my way. They ran gill nets from, like, uh, all the way across around uh, – Upper Galveston Bay, all of Trinity Bay, up that way, and they never mm-hmm. caught a trout 25 inches or better. Everything was just, you know, runts, like what we've been catching for six years now. Keeping Not them before to say they there's get some, You know, there's some unicorns swimming around out there. You can't catch all of them. You know, there's mm-hmm. some big fish, but the overall picture, the 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 age class of fish is not where it needs to be. You know, we've got tons of one, two, and three-year-old fish and very few four, five, six, seven, eight, nine-year-old fish. It just uh, it really right. falls off at the top. Right. And that's what they're trying to bring back and get all those age classes, kind of like what Corpus is going through now. they got every age class in the fish, of fish in the world down there. And, that's uh, something else. They're rebounded big time, but they've worked at it. Those guys have got together, and they... They don't kill anything over 20 inches, haven't for years. Well, that's hats off uh, to them. Uh, yeah, hats off to them, and, uh, and I hope this works out for us, too. You know what I mean? It's it's like just cutting back on the limits. You it's still a have a lot of deal. You know, it may not even work, right. it, you know, right. but there's a possibility right. that it will work. you got to try. Man, if you just got to have one... You know, I've got to have my limit of trout. I've got to have my limit of flounder, and I want a limit of, a limit of reds before we come back in here. You know, limits, well, limits, limits. Well, that's limits, the mentality, limits. you know, yeah, I, that we've I know. created it's, and developed over the last 40, 50 years. Limits, limits, limits. Well, yeah, it, because, it, man, we have know, to pay for that. Go ahead. Yeah, and it, it's just like deer hunting. I'm, I'm tagged out, man, tagged out. I've used every tag right. on my license. Well, who can eat that much deer meat? You know, that's right. I mean, unless you're supplying, you know, for the needy, which is a good deal. They have those programs where you can donate deer for for charity. But uh, you you get what I'm talking about. Yes, sir. It's yes, sir. Well, our week uh, week ahead looks okay. Uh, You know, starting out with northwest and west winds is going to turn around to west and southwest. And then we're going to have some southeast towards the end of the week. And uh I'm uh, I got a few days open this week that uh, I want to go out and do some artificial throwing. If I I'll do some one man trips or you know or two man trips, nothing. Yeah. yeah, nothing more than three. And I've got plenty of openings, gas in the boat, and uh, you know with the settling conditions, things ought to be real. Wallet, right. man, run some trips. Need to get some money. Got to buy the baby well, some new shoes. <laughs> you, you you know the drill, don't yes, you? Yes, sir. I know the life of a guy, buddy. I've <laughs> been there and done it. Well, it's you're my mentor. At times, but just... Not so other times. Hey, but we chose it. We got to live with it. <laughs> That's right, buddy. 
It looks good, man. And uh, bait camps are holding bait. Uh, actually, the actually one of them that closed up for a week or two, it's back open now, and they, they had shrimp flags flying yesterday. So well, there's good. two or three bait camps down here. Yeah, that's got live bait. So if you're a you're a bait fisherman, uh, just get get here early, you know, or somewhere around noon before noon, and you might be able to pick you up some live bait. Well, other than that, hop of Matic and sheephead time. Like That's it. Hey, there's a lot of a lot of other species out there that are fun to catch sure. and fun to eat. Man, I had my share of speckled trout and shrimp last night. I fried it up, baby. So I got That's my good. my monthly monthly do of, of fish. I'm, I'm good. starting to get shrimp hungry myself. Oh, I went over to Captain Mark's over in the uh, Preport, buddy, and you can just I mean these are fresh and the price is right. Yep. But uh, anyway. Had a good old seafood dinner last night with my wife and took my neighbor a plate. He lives by himself. Uh, she's 76 years old, good old guy. And, and I called him up. I said, are you, are you hungry? He said, well, I haven't ate yet. And I said, just don't eat. I'll be right there. We ran over there and took him a plate, man. Well, he good for you, man. All right, Hammer Time. Somebody wants to call you get in this week while this pretty weather stretch we have. How they get a hold of you, man? Yes, sir. 713 two zero eight zero six eight three we can go in the mornings or evenings let's do it thank you all captain right. mickey all right y'all have a great fun sunday you too buddy see you now okay all right all right that's the hammer in the tri-bay area time for a break you're listening to the outdoor show we'll be right back take this job and shove it i ain't working here no more a woman done left and took all the reason i was working for Better not try to stand in my way as I'm walking out the door. Take this job and shove it. I ain't working here no more. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. 419 here in the Bayou City. All right, let's run over to Freeport, check in with Jeff Naylor for sure. And the guys, I guess, I don't know. We'll see who's there this morning. Good morning, Jeff. What's up, buddy? <laughs> What's up, Captain Mick? Not got, a lot. Uh, got Monty in here. Monty and me today. Another two duo. That's it. Well, nothing wrong with that. I'm sure we can strike up some conversation. That's for sure. That's a fact. Yeah, definitely. It uh, turned cold on us here a little bit. But, uh, man, I think everybody's kind of preparing. There's going to be a good little weather window tomorrow and, and Tuesday, it looks like. I know yes. – uh, Looks like a good week ahead of us, so I think Sharky's gonna he's gonna haul butt. He's gonna do an overnighter or something. Yeah, and uh, you know what? It, it's this pretty good, pretty good window to do it. I think you, you got at least a couple days there, so that's probably a, a positive during the winter time. You know, right? But uh, you know, a lot of people going wahoo fishing. I tell you what, man, I'd leave them all parked out there at the, at the gardens. I'd probably go tuna fishing myself. I don't know about you, Monty, but I know what I'm gonna be doing. With laying glass, laying glass, <laughs> finishing up that boat, man. Ain't man. that terrible? <laughs> Watching the fleet go out the jetties while you sitting there, glassed up oh, yeah. in a suit, itching. Yep, I can't <laughs> stand that stuff. But hey, man, it's, it's, it'll be done one day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, you know the barometric pressure is not real great, but uh, you know they were. Right at the end of a full moon, so I don't know. It could, it you know, it's hard to call. It might be real good, or it, it might be terrible. Who knows? It could be one or the other. Yeah. You think it'd be terrible, money? <laughs> no, I think good. Yeah. How so? You know, full moons always affected. Well, full moon they say is is not great for kingfishing. But does it does it ring true the same with with water? I don't know. I just fish. I don't, I don't watch the barometric pressure, man. No, man. Gotcha. If you're going to go fish, you're going to go fish. Gonna yeah, go you got to go anyway. You know, heck with no. a textbook. You got to go for it, man. Yeah. Uh, some people do follow that, and they believe in it. But I just, they say a bad day's fishing is better than a good day at work. I hear that. But that you ain't got no bad joke. Day, you got to have something to blame it on. You know, my well, body yeah. pressure. You I know? Well, so sure. I don't know how, yeah. I've never followed it. Okay. <laughs> I, I just fish. I got you. Man, these guys are killing me on TV this morning. I got it on the Sportsman Channel, and 
that fishmonger dude, he's been on a crab boat, blue crabs, and now they're eating crab cakes. I'm, I, man, somebody bring me something to eat. <laughs> man, that looks good. Fresh blue crab crab cakes. Yeah, buddy. Mm. I hear crawfish are going to be a little tough to come by this year, apparently. Yeah, so. it's kind of like, you know, trout fishing, other species will take a hit, and now that... Uh, crawfish are low the i'm sure crabs and uh shrimp and every uh other crustaceans will take a hit you know speaking of, you know i'm sure this is a very tough subject i'm sure you've talked about it a hundred times on the radio since they came out with that little uh newsletter that article about uh the regulation changes and stuff like that but i was very surprised to see that they uh well i don't, I don't maybe i'm not surprised but, uh that you're allowed to keep one over 30 uh, trout and what was it 15 to 20 inches that they uh were considered the slot, slot yeah the middle slot 15 to 20 three of them a day and uh, if you do happen to catch a fish of a lifetime one over 30 inches which is a rare bird i don't care where you fish they're probably more prevalent down south because those fish down there get longer our fish yeah. up here are more stubby you know yeah. shorter and wider and uh you know, a 30-inch trout out of Galveston, if he's healthy and or she is and things are right, that that's that's a double-digit fish for sure. Yeah. And definitely, if it hits 31 or 32, it's going to be a monster. And uh, sure. It uh, and that's a fish that is on his way out. You know, it's it's that fish is on the downside, kind of like killing a nine-year-old buck. He's done. Yeah. You know, that's the end of him. And, uh, yeah. so, I mean, it's already done its potential and spread its genetics and, you know, that's, time to go. you know, I thought they were going to do it at 28, but they went ahead and decided 30 inches. So there, there'll be a handful of them caught, but that's about it. And it, it doesn't matter. Even back when we had a, just a lucrative fishery, I mean, it was just a 30 inch was still a rare bird. That's, that's a big, big oh. trout when you start busting 30 inches yeah you bet i mean in your opinion is that a good you know range to to you know be the best uh conservative with the trout i mean that 15 yeah to i think so looking at what they're trying to do what they're trying to create in our fishery to get these upper slot age classes above 20 inches you know, to, uh, you know, get those genetics going and, uh, you know, and naturally they lay hundreds times more eggs than, you know, your 12, 14, 15 inch fish, uh, you yeah. know, your biomass, but, uh, they're just trying to, uh, get a balanced age class fishery from, you know, the top of the coast to the bottom of the coast. They're doing sure. a lot better in the Corpus Mansfield area as far as all age classes. But uh, I think they're wanting to do it from the coastal bend up this way. It'll help tremendously. And I was down, uh, I guess, several months back at uh, Sal Padre, and I think they, there was a size limit down there already. It was like 20 to 23. Or, no, uh, they, they relaxed that. They had that for a while, you know, after the freeze. But they went back to the five fish limit, fifteen, you know, inches and up. And uh but they pretty much the guides down there they've got a you know, a kind of a honor system. They just don't keep any fish over twenty inches. They they release all of them. I got you. Well I didn't have to worry about releasing none because I didn't catch none, but had a good <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I mean uh, another guy he called his limit. Fairly quick, but I just, I don't know, I must have been snake bit or something. But Wasn't what happened? your mouth right. No. Barometric pressure, bro. Is barometric pressure yeah, way too high. They, they told me what lures to use, and I'm a hardhead, and I kept throwing uh, chartreuse gulps. And they said, yeah, I think you need to change your bait. I said, no, nah, they're here, they're going to hit it. Yeah. I was actually well, the bad thing get... about gulp is it doesn't have a lot of action on it. It's kind of like, it's just kind of like a dead piece of meat, you know? It's fine under like a popping cork or something, or you know, dead sticking on the bottom and all that. But when 
you know, trout are kind of reaction biters, and uh, they, they like a lot of action and movement. Yeah. Hear me? What's that? I was actually trying to catch a flounder. Oh. <laughs> I wasn't sure yeah, you were floundering drum fishing, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm stuck on them flat ones. You know, uh, on a completely uh, different subject, too, we, uh, Robbie, um, there was a guy, really, I mean, a legend of a, of a captain out of Freeport here that uh, yeah. passed away. And, and uh, that is Memorial yesterday. It was pretty nice. Yeah. Uh, on Man, Captain Scott. That. Uh, yeah. I, I posted the, uh, the article in the Sicko's page this morning, but. Uh, I mean, he'd been around for a lot of years, you know, so so just a couple of quick stories about him, right? So, um, you know, Monty's got this uh, fishing book that of his, and, you know, I mean, yeah. you could theoretically say he's found, oh, yeah. what, how many spots out there? Hundreds. Hundreds of spots out there. Well, he's the first guy that probably, I'm like, like a guy said yesterday, he's running on a million-dollar boat, and back then with a sonar that shoots 800 foot out each side of the boat, so. He found his share. Yeah. And and I got his original copy. His original copy. I mean, everything in it he wrote. Wow. It's detailed. It's color-coded. It's, yeah. it's pretty nice. So, at any rate, you know, uh, he fished for a lot of years with Captain Elliot and then uh, went up, went to, uh, ended up most of his career towards the end with, with Kirby Marines. So, yeah. he, he ran tugboats up and down the... Yeah. Intercoastal stuff like that, but um, yeah, I mean, how many of them were left from that era? I mean, Robbie's got to be. I mean, he's the best. Yeah, in my book. Yeah, I mean, he's, they don't come no better. You know, I think I heard yesterday his last hitch on the tugboat. He actually stayed on the boat for three hundred and forty-one days. Gee, without getting yeah. off. No, a three hundred forty-one day hitch. Wow. wow. Chasing dollars, man. It's chasing dollars, I guess. Man, I'm telling you. But yeah, he, he was he was probably the best bottom fisherman. He was my, kind of like my mentor. He taught me how to run the boat. He was a good guy, man. He was, he was, he was, he was the, the man. Yeah. You said he was really intimidating, too. To I mean, me, he just, was, because, yeah. I mean, I've never driven a big boat, and he knew what he was doing. I was just learning. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's intimidating for somebody to stand over you and kind of yell at you and yeah. tell you what you're <laughs> Yeah. And most of the time, you're not doing much right when you get somebody that's real good. Yeah. Yeah, I got you. But anyway, so, it, was, it was cool to come up. Pressure. Can, it's called pressure. Yeah. yeah. So, Monty's got this story he told me, and he, he's like nodding his head. He don't want me to tell you, but I'm going to tell you anyways. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he's Robbie teaches him how to, how to, how to um, run this big boat, and yeah. you know he goes. To, basically, how it works is, you know, as a coming up captain, you know, you're going out there in the wheelhouse with the other captain, and basically, he you're around because he wants to sleep on the way out, or he yeah. wants to. I mean, he don't want to oh, do yeah. much, so he he gets uh, he gets money to go um, anchor for the first time, and you know this is trying to hit a wreck, you know, and you're trying to figure out how to do Lorraine numbers, right? So oh, yeah. you guys, you're calculating your head how to get there. Da, 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 da. He gets out there and, and uh, he says, Robbie, we got it. Okay, we're sitting right on the spot. He says, you sure we're on the spot? Oh, yeah, we're on, we're on the spot. And he said, all right, let the anchor down. And uh, they let the anchor down, got hung up. He said, you sure you're on the spot? He, he brought up the anchor. In the, in I the, got fishing. And the VHF radio was uh, the mic. Was the mic? He had ended up getting hung on the mic of the wreck they were trying to find. So, yep, we're on it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think we're just sitting right on top of it. <laughs> yeah, actually. So when you anchor the boat and you tell them to go down, if you're fishing on the front of the boat on a big boat, you know you want to let out a little more rope. So. If you're the captain and you're stuck up on the bow fishing, and so you let out a little extra rope, that way the wreck is actually up in front of the wreck. Or the, yeah, the spot's in front of the boat. Yeah. Right. And so the guy drops down and he hangs up and, and, he, and he jerks it around. And anyway, he reeled up the mic of the VHF. I see, oh, yeah, I hit this one. 
That's my first anchor. <laughs> it, 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 and you know, it's tricky to anchor a big boat when you got wind, current, and this, that, you know, you're on a 100 foot boat. It, it's not just easy. You got to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. And and just running Latin long, it ain't like running the GPS. GPS is accurate. Latin long yeah, is like spot a, on. No doubt. Where on a low run. Which well, I don't even think we have a low run satellite anymore. I think they shot it down or something. Anyway, you asked it want to pay the money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, and and you know, also he was a commercial fisherman. He was he was he responsible for killing a lot of fish. Two eighty eight north. Yeah. Had had a desert, <laughs> Robbie. <laughs> Two eighty eight north, biggest freezer and. On the Gulf Coast. Yeah. That's it. City of Houston. But, uh, you know, it, it's always tough losing things. And, and I think that nowadays we don't realize, you know, everybody goes in. Nowadays, you know, if you want to get an offshore boat, you go buy a, a, a card that has, you know, 2,000 spots in it. You oh, know, yeah. and people don't realize where all those spots come from. Well, these guys are the, who found them. You know, oh, these, yeah. are, these are the real yeah. deal. I mean – you know, I can Captain relate L. that. I can see that going on in our bay system right now. You know. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's just so easy for everybody to kind of jump on board and they kind of get these uh you know books that are already in play. You know, already purchased. And exactly a lot. I mean, you know, Captain Elliot. It's just Captain Elliot's uh, party boats. Just in general, I bet you it. I mean, you could argue is is responsible for. Probably half of those spots that you see on any of these cars that they buy. Out of Freeport, probably about 80 to 90%. 80 to 90%. You know? I mean, I know for a fact, I, I don't carry people fishing and and they got handheld GPSs. They're in the bathroom hitting save. That's like that guy yesterday, a guy, a, 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 a older deckhand, which ended up being a welding teacher for the school. He, he got up and, told, and he had written an article. About Captain Robbie, maybe ten or fifteen years ago, many years ago. Though he was a deck in his off time, and Robbie had found a sail hole. Well, so if you went on this trip on a boat when back then, well, he wouldn't let you in the wheelhouse. Supposedly, somebody from Galveston's party boats came over, and they zapped that spot with a handheld GPS or whatever. Yeah, and then so that got out, and it was no longer a sawhole, of course. Yeah, but Robbie was responsible. I'm gonna say for five to eight to maybe more sawholes. I mean, true blue. Yeah, when you go there, the water actually turns red. Yeah, and it's all fifteen, twenty-five pounds an hour. Ain't no babies in there. Right. And yeah, so he and and so they he got zapped, and so the fish went. Two eighty eight Yeah. <laughs> he got zapped and the fish got zapped. Let me yeah. knock this break out. Y'all hang on a second. I'll be right back, man. Well, I need to take a moment to tell everyone about the Belleville Meat Market located right in downtown Belleville. They're easy to find. Look for the big white sign. Their processing facility and meat market are right next door to one another. No better place to shop for grade A cuts of beef, pork, and chicken in the Belleville. They have a full menu of pecan smoked barbecue. They serve that Monday through Sunday, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. And check out all their, you know, different selections of pecan smoked sausage. They have free samples in the store available all the time. You can try it before you buy it. And their wild game processing facility, nothing beats them. I've been using them over 16 years now, and the quality is impeccable, and their product is spot on. And uh, check out their Vinny Dogs and Hog Dogs. They can make hot dogs for you using your own venison or wild pigs. Their processing facilities open Monday through Saturday, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. And Sundays, 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. Celebrating over 42 years serving the greater Houston community, that's the Belleville Meat Market, where meat is our middle name. I used to spend my nights out in a bar room. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this 
Country Sunday. And you brought me I like it. All right, let's head back to the boys in Freeport. All right, gentlemen, we're back. Back in action, back in action. Back in action. So, speaking, of, speaking of spots and all these uh, uh, places that, uh, you know, that that Captain Elliot's captains found, Robbie obviously had a huge part in all that, but, uh, you know, there's several spots been been found by even uh, Casey. I mean, Casey found the uh, uh, he yeah. found the weather buoy wreck. Yeah. Um, what the barge wreck, right? Or is that the same one? It's uh, two of the same. Oh, they're different. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, it's. I mean, if you're out there enough, you're gonna find spots. Period. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess you know when you go find a new spot offshore, it's pretty hot for a little while. Yeah. And it goes away. I'm sure people yeah. start finding out about it. Same way in the bay, man. The more it gets fished, the less fish there is. They just yeah. whittle it away. You yeah. know, and, and I always say, I mean, you know, I was taught a long time ago that if you go there and, and you just onesie twosies, go to the next spot, onesie twosies, and you don't try to clean it out all at once, right. so, you know, there for a long time. They'll be there for the whole season if you let them. I mean, yeah, just don't sit on them and beat them up, man. That's it. That's it. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, there was, uh, lots and lots of spots and actually, uh, Monty and I were just talking about some of the better spots that I've found the last few years. Um, you know, I don't particularly like fishing wrecks myself. I just, there's, there's, you know, too much to get snagged on and, and well, in general, people find wrecks faster than they find rocks and stuff like that. Cause it's just a bigger spot, you know? And uh, man, I found some uh, some wellheads that were dynamite in the last few years, and and really pipelines too. I mean, on top of that, just little. I remember we did a, a trip out there a couple of years ago, and uh, there was a pipeline. It was a little uncovered piece of pipeline that had a spot for, and uh, I just so happened to catch the drip just right where it ran me right down the whole pipeline, and man, it was. Uh, it was loaded up. I mean, it was just about three and a half miles full of just patches of big snapper, you know. The most, I think, most of the true blue older sow holes were made by like a, a valve, a wellhead, or whatever. A shrimper comes along, and he's been shrimping and dragging for two to four hours. I don't know how many hours ever they go before they pull up. Because, you know, you pull up... you. Probably do a a, a a trawl. You probably dump your nets four or five times a night. Right. You don't drag them all night. So once them bags are full, and say he hangs up on a wellhead and he tears that bag off, Oops. and now you get massive amounts of bait tangled up in that net caught on that valve. <laughs> so you think that's the theory behind it? Well, that's my theory. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean I how many times have I been on a cell hole, a true cell hole, back in the day, and you couldn't go to the bottom? If you hung in that net, you lost it all. Oh, wow. And so I, that's what I think kind of makes a cell hole a cell hole is, is the, the shrimpers losing their net. You got all that chum in that net, and fish come, 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 bounce. There you go, homemade cell hole. I mean, I think that's, I think that's the way it happens. Yeah, I'm not 100 percent sure, but yeah, most cell holes I think have shrimp gear stuck on, wow. which is not good for a shrimp. They don't lost right, hours, right. So. But I mean, I guess that makes sense. An artificial reef. I mean, you know, you got some more than just a, a wellhead. Yeah. You know, it's got stuff all hung off of it, which which makes sense. But with the exceptions, though, I see a lot of the cut down rigs and stuff like that. You know, that there's some that are still pretty productive, but. When I'm looking on that screen, it ain't nothing but a little blip. I mean, a little, uh, bitty, little bitty blip, you, you know, lot of two, three fish. foot tall, you know, that's yeah. it. You know, yeah. and you end up catching them. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, there's, I mean, a, there's a good hole, you know, e even some of the, just a, a, a bottom difference, right? There's oh, yeah. A shell. Oh, or, shell pad, you know, a rig, whatever. Yeah. If it don't get fished, say, several months goes by, nobody's fishing it. Well, it's probably going to be pretty good. Yeah. Seem like some spots hold bigger fish than others. Yeah. Don't know why. Don't care why. Yeah. I just want to catch big fish. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's right. Yeah. 
and I kind of know a lot of spots that used to hold big fish and still do, but, you know, you just got to be kind of lucky enough to roll up on the spot that somebody hasn't been on and already whacked it. Yeah. And, and you know, the commercial guys, they do a lot of damage out there, too. Oh, yeah. They're fishing year-round. Yeah. They don't have unlimited quota, but they bring in a lot of fish. Yeah, well, I mean, and if you get behind one of them guys, shame on you. You could have a tough day because they're keeping anything from – I mean, I watched a boat load the other day. He's got 14, 15-inch fish and piles of them. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. we got a lot of big fish, but they're keeping all the little fish, too, because they're illegal. Yeah. I'd rather eat a 13-inch fish than a 20-pound fish any day of the week. Well, yeah. sure. And so they're, they're able to keep them. Yeah. And you get fishing behind one of them guys right, right there in the first month of charter season, and a guy done been on your same pass, boy, shame on you. You're going to yeah. have a long day. You know, the other day when I <laughs> – yeah. I was down there talking to the commercial guy. The the guy who runs uh, uh, the the fish house here in Freeport, real good friend of mine, Jason Cressy's, and uh, I see him down here quite a bit. I just I literally talked to him in the last couple months, probably four or five times. But he was telling me that right now they're not uh, their size doesn't matter. They're paying the same amount of money yeah. for the big ones as they do the small ones. Yeah. Historically, they wanted the smaller ones. You know, they wanted oh, those fourteen. Yeah. They wanted those fish that the restaurant could serve a whole fish on the plate. Yeah. Now they don't care. They 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 want big ones. They want they small want ones. Everything. You know. Well, it went for a while where all they were buying was big ones and then small ones. But I mean, it's the market. Yeah. And they used to have a couple of long line boats that came in here, and they didn't even fish spots. They were out there laying that long line in the mud, and they didn't bring in no little fish. None. Yeah. Zero. All big, big. mud feeders. Big, big fish. Oh, yeah. Wow. And, and a lot of them. You know, and so and to, to, to continue on that note, though, you know, the guys were telling me, too, the, the actual commercial fishermen were telling me that they're, they're not getting very many big ones, as many as they used to because of the shark population. Oh, yeah. and so they're having to switch all their gear to cable instead of some real big mono, and, they're, and the big sows aren't going to eat that that cable quite like that mono they're bringing smaller fish in on average i mean these are still probably 10 pound fish you know oh, but yeah. they're not the the sows are kind of getting few and far between and uh you know hopefully that's going to be oh i mean I, it's i mean it's terrible for them i guess but kind of good for the for the uh commercial or for the recreational guys oh. you know they get the opportunity yeah and I've heard I've heard over the years so many commercial guys tell me, well, all we want is those little small fish, so we throw back all those big fish. So all them holes that we fish, you ought to be able to pull up in there and just start popping salads left and right. Oh, I once they go through and do their thing, man. Talk is fishing. cheap. <laughs> a little while. <laughs> like a vacuum cleaner. A hoover. Yeah, I'm going to throw that $80 fish back. (laughs) That don't happen. Which is kind of odd, too. Again, like, uh, you know, some of the things that have been happening this uh, season is, uh, you know, they, they, I think Jason told me they start out with like 20,000 pounds of of bycatch. You know, that's it. I want to say that they even use that for some of their amberjacks or, you know, I'm not, don't get me wrong, don't quote me on that, but, you know, definitely for their grouper, beeliner. Mm -hmm. That's all bycatch, and he had to give back eleven thousand pounds at the end of last year um, because they didn't catch it. And normally, that would be probably populated by groupers would probably be a bigger species of yeah. that eleven thousand pounds. And he said they just haven't caught any this year. It's almost zero. I mean, I think he told me on an average. Shane Harnwell was telling me that uh, in the last five trips he went on, he he caught one grouper per trip. He said, which is very very rare. Yeah, you know. So. What's the best eating fish out there as far as your bottom dwellers? Like what what in the snapper family? What's the best snapper to eat? Mm. In your opinion, uh, red snappers are probably going to top. I mean, it's, it's hard red to beat. Snapper. <laughs> okay. Especially if he's a little bitty guy, you know. Yeah, Lucky. that 10-pounder is a good one. 
you know. I like about a 15 to 13 inch sniper. Yeah, a small one. Well, there's zero reds. You don't have to trim no meat. It's true. Tasty. Yeah. And I like fried fish. Don't get me wrong. Everybody likes to grill them or whatever, but I'm a fried fish eating guy. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's true. They, you know, once they get to about 15 pounds, they start getting real gristly and, you know, shoot, when they get up in that 20 pound like range. Big catfish, same thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, luckily, the meat still tastes pretty decent, you know, Dan. Sure. You know, some some species start getting real rubbery, you know, and stuff like that. Yeah. Those uh, small scamps, you know, yellowheads, they're, they're I mean, can't beat them. They yeah. eat, they're right top of the chain, too. But they're like any other fish. Once they get big, they're not. They're not delicious. They're fun yeah. to catch. Tilefish is one of our favorite, our family favorite. Uh, Boy, Megan brought me some tilefish Cameron caught a couple of years ago. Oh, my gosh. I could live off of that. That was pretty oh, good, man. Right. You know, the texture Excellent. of it. Cooks, yes. Yeah. That's what I really like was the texture. Yeah, it is good. Um, you know, really close second behind that is a yellow edge grouper. Oh, you know, those real, real deep water groupers, they're real good. Um, well, that's my two favorite, Tile and uh, Wahoo. Wahoo's good, too. I mean, uh, we just had some. As a matter of fact, uh, you know, when got some, and, you know, Casey and them, they do it with, by sashimi. You know, they'll cut off little pieces and kind of do like a sushi thing with it. I'm not real sure about all that stuff, but they, yeah, they swear. Be careful with some of them offshore fish because of that cigatera disease. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, you know, I think the most susceptible fish to the to that cigatera are the ones that hang around the reef, apparently. Um, Barracuda you know, are real common with it. Uh, kingfish, I'm trying to remember all the, I read up on that years back, but. Uh, they were eating barracuda. Yeah. Oh, but they do eat them. I know they eat them. Yeah, yeah I've never, I, I, I I never eaten no a tooth, that toothy critter. No, <laughs> you know, several years back I was out on a, in California, and I kept wanting to go on the party boat, and I watched them come in every day. I was out there for two weeks, and all they all they brought in was barracuda. Yeah, like, go catch no no barracuda. <laughs> but you know, out there in Cali, everything's kind of I don't know overpopulated. I mean, I seen some people eating some stuff or putting stuff on stringer. I didn't know what it was. I'm like, oh God! He's How about Benita? <laughs> I, I seen a guy fry some on face on a Facebook show, and they ate the crap out of it. But I ain't eating no Benita. No, that's good. I've that's tried. good blood bait, you know. That's why I look yeah. at it. gator bait, shark bait. Stuff used to be really, really good on snappers, but like Jeff said earlier, when them sharks get out going, that's what they're gonna get on some bonita. You know, another real good tasty fish that a lot of people don't think about a lot is African pompano. Oh, yeah. African yes. pompano. Pompano is excellent. Yeah. Yes. Clean white meat. Really white meat. Very, very clean and white. We catch a bunch of them here. I, you know, I mean, oh, that's a big I, deal over in Louisiana, man. Pompano fishing. They, you know, commercially they harvest the crud out of them yeah. really we used to uh, like inshore yeah. like the over there yeah wow you catch a lot of them here around some of the deeper rigs and also you know tony's gets quite a few of them yeah they do and, and we used to come in and, and if elliot was down there and you had a pompano he knew where you went that day oh so, yeah <laughs> you were on the right. east side on the east side of Tony's and da, da, da. So, yeah, you got that right. <laughs> you know, getting back to these predators, that you know, that's a big problem in our bays now is, uh, you know, I've, after all these, you know, this new limits changes that are coming up, everybody's pointing their fingers at each other and, and uh, you know, dolphins, porpoises going, you look at the fish they take. Well, that's just, you know, they've just, they've always been here. There's not any more than there was. Yep. It's, but, the biggest problem I see as far as predatory fish in our bays eating all of our small trout up are sharks and bull reds. Yeah. I mean, there's more of them now than I've ever seen. I haven't seen an sharks. increase like that with the uh, dolphin, but, buddy, with uh, sharks and, and bull redfish, yes. Yeah. And that's, and it, that's, a, that's a big concern. I mean, offshore fishing, I mean, you, you can actually just see the incline of it. I mean, it, it just yes. got increased 
worse every year for the, about the last four or five years. And, and last year was by far one of the worst years we ever had. It's getting worse. I mean, you, you got to get creative now to get around them, you know. I mean, and sometimes you're just forced to get one or two fish and move on because, you know, once they find you, that's it. Oh, yeah. They're going to get you. Yeah. Same you way in the bay. It. Once the sharks show up, you might as well wrap them up, go somewhere yeah. else. Uh, especially if you get somebody that's, that don't get the fish up quick, you can count it oh, yeah, by. So, right. Done. So in years past, though, as long as you stayed on the spot or really, really close, you never even had to deal with no shark. Once yeah. you got off the shark, a spot kind of out in the mud, you knew you was off the spot by yeah. sharks. But it don't matter now. You can be right on top. They're oh, going to eat. They're going to come find you. I mean, and, and they ain't eating little fish. Yeah, no, they want the bigger fish. That's the way it is with our yep. trout. They won't mess with a pencil yep. when you're reeling in, but you got a five pounder or bigger on, they're smoking. Yep, same here. They won't. Yeah. Ones. That's terrible. That's you terrible. Know, what, what kind of sharks are y'all seeing mostly in, you know, it's in like the like me. I, do I want that little six ounce ribeye or I want that 14 ounce sitting there? <laughs> I'm going for 14, boys. <laughs> yeah. You, you get on a spot out of here, and, and you can see them on the screen, right? You'll have two or three sharks. You know there's at least two or three. Well, they ate about ten of your fish. You're like, man, these suckers got to be getting full at some point. I mean, oh, yeah. they just keep on eating. They don't ever stop. You know? They're long-gutted, long-gutted sharks. All right, gentlemen. Well, our time's up. If uh, somebody wants to get with you all about fishing this year, doing some blue water adventures, man, how do they get a hold of you? Yeah, give us a call anytime at 979-417-1013 or go to our website at stsladventure.com and uh, give us a holler, man. We'll love to take you out there. That stands for South Texas Salt Life Adventures? That's it. That's Say that it. three times as fast as you can. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, hey, y'all have a good Sunday. Always enjoy talking to y'all. All right, brother. Have a good one. Thanks, Monty, Nick. get that boat finished, man. Knock it out. Ain't nothing to it, brother. <laughs> All right. Take care, guys. All right. All right, it's top of the hour already. You're listening to the Outdoor Show here at Sports Radio 610. We'll be right back. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.